welcome to Don't Tell Mama, where we spill the sweet tea on all things Southern. I'm Mandy. I'm Leah. I'm Katie. And you're listening to Don't, Don't Tell Mama. Uh, listeners from around the world. Uh, this is Don't Tell Momo, the podcast where we spill the sweet tea on all things Southern. Thank y'all for listening. This week we have a very juicy topic, but before we get into the nitty gritty, uh, I want to do a co-host check-in. Hey y'all, how you doing? Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> how are things going you two uh <laughs> i know it's like be honest is not the week to ask that question <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's going it's going good it's fine it's good it's, you can pass you can pass yeah. if you want to <laughs> <laughs> this is not the week to ask that question gotcha <laughs> oh it's just an Look. overloaded week like normal for me yeah all the things uh it's sleeting right now in oh. south mississippi so i, <laughs> on the I road. feel like <laughs> i feel like uh you know i need to put on all my all my stuff <laughs> all my yeah. sweatshirts all my socks Layers. I have heat. I have central heat, but I still feel like I need to do this. I did that when I lived in Scotland. That's a whole other story. We'll have to say some other time. I was on a a Zoom call with my PI, so my one of my bosses in Alaska, and I was sitting in my office, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, it's so cold in here right now." And she goes, "Leah, you are not allowed to say that." And then she shows me her phone, and it says negative nine degrees. And I was like, "Okay, <laughs> never mind." I will sit here and drink my hot tea in mm-hmm. silence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have I have students in Norway and Poland, and they've mm. shown me the outsides of their windows. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> and then puts we things. have Katie. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what it is right now. But that really puts things in perspective, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, it's only, uh, what? 39 degrees right now it could be you know could be colder. oh my gosh it's actually 32 in mississippi so it's colder <laughs> right now in mississippi than virginia there you go there you go all right my dears thank you for that little uh check-in sorry if it was uh, all too real all too quick <laughs> but uh so to digress back to our topic our topic this week is chivalry dead is chivalry dead Um, And we are going to uh, delve into all different perspectives and opinions and kind of uh, facets of this idea. So it's a relevant topic and a very, like, I think on theme and kind of exciting after our last episode, the ooey gooey love episode. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I kind of, I kind of live for the idea of us uh, discussing it after that episode. So to define chivalry. Uh, This is the definition Mandy looked up for us. (laughs) It is courteous behavior, especially that of a man toward a woman or toward women. So, So, yeah, let's let's go into like the beginnings of chivalry, like the historic 
idea of chivalry is, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, think back to the King Arthur days and the knights and, you know, they had this code of honor and loyalty and helping others that were weaker than themselves. So that's where this originally came from. And especially in regards to like being chivalrous towards women, I don't even think it was supposed to be anything sexual or romantic. Well, it is romantic, but it was supposed to be this, we help the women, we, you know, we do the things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The strong man things. <laughs> Knight in shining armor, a code of principles, and just kind of the, the way the world worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Think like men, you know, carrying women over muddy puddles and the streets of London and things like that. Although that actually probably would have been seen as very risque, but you know, um. <laughs> I don't know. They had chamber pots. They emptied into the streets back then. So that's true. Not. That's true. Yeah. I would, I would, I would forego my reputation for that. <laughs> <laughs> but you gotta be careful. You don't want to show those ankles, Mandy. I yes. can't show those ankles or ample bosoms. Ankles. Ample bo- <laughs> <laughs> And the idea of women, the feeble, you know, women needing to be protected. So mm-hmm. yes. yeah, Damn women are dainty. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess you also have what? to think about the fact that this is very like it wasn't all women. It was, it was ladies, right? It was not all women. It was not women, working women, working class women or anything like that, that we're having peasant women or minority women or prostitutes, God forbid. Mm -hmm. Right. No, this is very much, you know, privileged white women that we're getting this. Um, this chivalry. Right. Um, and then it's, it's kind of translated in the American historical perspective, at least in the South, right. Um, into, into something a little more like manners now, I would say. Right. Right. And yeah, yeah. it's like its own code in its own different interpreted way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. An interesting uh, point you made, privileged white women. Um, This perspective that we're giving is from three white, privileged, cisgendered, you know, monogamous relationship, you know, like, you know, like this is our perspective. So just know. (laughs) Well, and like say, I will say at least we didn't grow up rich. We're from working middle-class families. Yes, we are. We are. That is very true. Yeah. But like we, yeah, it's, but I mean, that's, that's the perspective we have. So that's really the one viewpoint we can share. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that's how, that's how we roll, you know, we welcome other, you know, yeah. Everyone else's uh, viewpoints and acknowledge them and things like that. Uh, of course but we can't, but we don't but we have can't the right speak to, to it. Speak. Yeah. We don't have the right to speak for them. This is how we grew up. And I would say personally that I do feel like chivalry is still, you know, it was, it, there's a longstanding tradition of it in the South, at least holding doors open for women and things like that saying, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, that kind of stuff. And, and a lot of it was ingrained, you know, I know so many, so many boys that I grew up with whose mamas would have, you know, smacked them in the head if they didn't open a door for a woman. So, and is, and is chivalry all about just opening doors? Do we think that, or is it, it's a bigger idea? I think it is a bigger idea. I think it encompasses more as well. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I think it can even go into like not just a random guy holding the door for you, but like 
your husband always mows the lawn kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, I think it really kind of holds true, not necessarily so much anymore in the public setting, you know, like just random strangers, although I have seen it and it's still, it still does exist in my opinion. Um, but it really holds true. I think within certain relationships, like DJ and I, um, we were talking about it earlier and I was like, you know, and, uh, he was like, yeah, it definitely still exists. You know, it's not dead. It's not dead. And, and I'm like, well, yeah, of course you, you think that because you are that, you know, he, I don't take the trash out at night. I also don't usually take the trash out in general, but he's not gonna, he would never ask me to do it. You know what I mean? He would just automatically do it for me. He doesn't open my car door for me very much, Um, (laughs) but I'm also a very independent person and I'm like too rational. And if I'm not going to sit there and wait for him to do it either. So (laughs) I know. Or it could even be, I got this example that just popped in my head and I have to share Uh it. So I had a friend who was from Socher that would drive like a a guy friend that drove like a tall truck and like chivalry was like looking away when I climbed into it, wearing a skirt or a dress. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. Great example. Great example. Nice. Nice. Uh, Let's see. So this idea of chivalry and how it's grown, right? So we talked about it, the knight in shining armor, King mm-hmm. Arthur days. Now we're gone to Southern gentlemen. Southern mm-hmm. gentlemen. And then this present day perspective, right? If we could like break it up into chunks and think about it in this modern day, kind of evolving through relationships uh, this old idea turned into this evolution of the idea mm-hmm. of chivalry. So it's like kind of growing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, th- it, it has changed significantly and as everything mm-hmm. else in within relationships and everything else has. Right. So I told, when I told DJ the, the topic idea, cause I, we kind of, I kind of bounce things, ideas off of him a lot. I kind of, before we, we record these podcasts, it's nice to get other perspectives. I do it with a couple other people too. Anybody I've seen the day that we record, I usually like, Hey, (laughs) we're talking about this today. What do you think? You know? Mm -hmm. And, and I asked him about it and he goes, and his, his response, well, was to think about it like this. If the Titanic happened today, would it still be women and children first? Hmm. And then, and then he made the joke. He was like, well, I mean, would Leo still be alive? You know, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, that ages us right there. (laughs) I know. Right. I know. Yeah. I I thought that was cool. I totally went and saw that in a movie theater when there was an intercession break. Oh yeah. He got it on VHS. There were two VHS. It was two VHSs. Yep. Yep. Anyway. So, but I digress as well. This episode. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. It's a good question, right? It's a good question. Would it, it still be women and children first? Well, hmm. it might be app order. Whoever signs up for a lifeboat on their app, it may yeah, not I even know, right? be about <laughs> it may not no. even be about gender or anything. Mm-hmm. First come, first serve, you know. No, yeah. First pro, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So do we think this idea still holds true in the South? Do we think it's a southern uh, ideal or a southern perspective? Well, it's interesting you say that. So yeah, it definitely, I feel like as far as the United States goes, mm-hmm. I feel like it's definitely 
mannerisms and habits are still holding tight in the South. Like a guy holding a door open or helping you with your bag or something yeah. like that is definitely still there. Cause I've, I've gone around a lot of places and I feel mm-hmm. like it's not quite the same. Right. I'm not saying there's not people that aren't going to help you, but it's definitely a whole different vibe when you go other places in the U S but then I've been to countries, mm-hmm. other countries, like Scotland and other places where I feel like this ideal is still kind of there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where it's stronger even. Yeah. Where it's stronger. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's more of like, uh, I feel like it is definitely a Southern thing. And, and I guess Brady is a rare example of someone I think maybe the first person in my life who's ever done that, but he opens the car door for me, even when it's a hassle, even when it's like inconvenient. (laughs) (laughs) And and I don't really know what to think about it now. I've gotten used to it now, but Mm. I feel like that's like rare, you know, there's like very rare. And, and if someone else is getting into the car, like uh, if another female, let's be specific is getting into Mm. the car, he will do the same. He'll try and open their door too. Um, so, you know, those Southern boys <laughs> with good mamas or good daddies that told them, you know, <laughs> and that, that leads us into some other deeper questions, um, in regards to gender and feminism in general and like how chivalry plays into that. But right. I think we should, before we get into that anymore, let's go ahead and leave it on. Brady opens the door for Katie's every single time she gets in the car. So it's like, they're always going on a date and it's super sweet. And let's take a little short break and we'll be right back. Don't worry. The episode isn't over. We'll be right back after a short break. Okay. So I still, honestly, Katie, we're back. Um, and I still think it's totally cute that he has always done that for you because DJ, DJ did it at first, but he stopped a long time ago. (laughs) (laughs) Now he'll do it every once in a while. Um, when we go on a date or something like that, like if I put in the effort, dress up and look nice, you know, maybe he'll put in the effort and open the door for me sometimes. So, (laughs) but he does other things in everyday life that, you know, and that are, are more chivalrous, but yeah, I've never mowed the lawn. Yeah. In the past I've, 13 years. <laughs> I, ha, I don't know how to use a lawnmower. So this idea is definitely evolved. Like we've mentioned, mm-hmm. um, and the idea of relationships has evolved. So mm-hmm. it's not just, it's not just man and woman, you know, equality yes. in that way. It's, you know, man and man relationships, woman and woman relationships. Love is poly- love. Yeah. Polyamorous relationships. Love We're talking like anything and everything, this whole mm-hmm. idea of the nu is it nuclear family? Nuclear, yeah. nuclear. <laughs> it's irrelevant now. I want to ask you guys, like, how do you think technology has changed the, the idea of chivalry, like with dating apps, even though I know none of us have technically been on a dating app, but like chat rooms and like 
you know, cell phones in general, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. How do you guys think that has changed some of like dating and chivalry and all of that kind of stuff in general? It's like people with, with technology, it seems like it's two directions, like this Mm -hmm. middle ground where this cute guy asks you out and you go out on a date, you go to dinner and a movie and it's fun with technology. They cut to the chase and just go straight to the bedroom or they prattle around talking to each other without actually doing anything, like actually Mm -hmm. meeting or going out. Like it seems to be this weird, like purgatory for interactions with people. I can totally see that. And that's, that's just from us listening to some of our friends that, you know, are dating and going through this and stuff like that. So please comment on Facebook on this episode, what you think about this question specifically. I can comment to the fact that it has changed certain things about dating. Um, even when we were younger, like my mom thought it was weird that, uh, if someone came to pick me up, like for a date, he would text me and tell me he was here as opposed to knock coming up and knocking on the door, you know, most Mm -hmm. of the time, you Mm -hmm. know, like the first time maybe he would do it, but in general, and to me, like, I didn't see anything wrong with that. And my mom just always thought that was kind of weird, you know? Um, so everyone did. So it wasn't like you were, that was unusual for the time. Yeah, exactly. I wasn't offended by that, you know? Um, now if somebody knocks on my door, I'm like, what the heck is going on? Like you, who's showing up my, at my house <laughs> unannounced? I know exactly. <laughs> right. I'm like, I didn't order DoorDash. <laughs> 2020 escalated all that for sure. Yeah, that's very true. Right. I have, um, I have a friend who recently she was, um, I think she was like, she was having a, like a, a rough, like period kind of thing. And the guy she was seeing like door dashed her some food for the, like some snacks and stuff. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's so sweet. <laughs> Cause she's like, I just sweet. don't want to get up and cook. And then like, all of a sudden there's a knock on her door and some dude had shown up with food and dropped it off. You know what I mean? Aww. And I was like, Oh, that's sweet. That's so I love chivalry that. is not completely dead. It's just changed. Right. <laughs> that's a good example of that. And uh, people so. might, and people like maybe of our grandmother's generations might be like, mm-hmm. well, why didn't he go cook her soup himself or bring her soup himself? But then like, when you're feeling funky, you don't want to see anyone. If you're yeah. sick, you don't want someone to watch you like throwing up or, mm-hmm you know, rolling around like a walrus in your bedroom, you know, it's not like they'd been dating for years or months or even, you know, like there was like pretty new in that relationship and, and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Oh, that's a good point too. Yeah. Cause you do Mm -hmm. come kind of become complacent, I guess getting into it in terms of, of some of the more deeper things, like is getting into like, is chivalry even still relevant in this modern society in terms of like feminism is it is it misogynistic you know what I mean to even think about like a chivalry misogynistic you know that's a good question right there so I do have people as well Leah I talk Mm -hmm. about episodes with Estelle is one of them Estelle has has uh been a producer or a behind the scenes contributor of many episodes we've chatted (laughs) about some of our topics so we talked about this one as well a Mm -hmm. few days ago And what we kind of talked about was this old idea of like the good old Southern boy with his chivalry opening doors for women is really could be a smoke screen for the misogyny that still exists in the South. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. 
uh, I just saw this week that the Mississippi is the only state in the U.S. that doesn't have an equal pay law for women and men. It's in the House, in the Senate right now. In 2022, while we were recording this on February 4th, 2022, Mississippi does not have a law that prevents someone from charging a different amount of money, whether or not a man or a woman is working for them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's crazy. The fact that we need that law in the first place is awful. I'm sure it is needed. (laughs) Yeah. Oh no. It's a hundred percent needed. You know, I, I would consider myself feminist. Um, I joke about being a selective feminist. So (laughs) feminist when it benefits me (laughs) in terms of like, I'm a feminist, men and women are equal and we should be paid the same and all of that kind of stuff. And I can do anything a man can do or a boy can do, you know what I mean? Then also if they want to open my doors for me and take out my trash at night, I'm not going to complain, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So I joke about that, but I mean, honestly, like I have taken the trash out at night. I just don't usually have to do it because DJ is, you know, like the reality of this world is like things like that can be dangerous, you know, no matter who you are, this idea that women, uh, and I can't generalize, but women, I feel like don't necessarily want to have to be protected by a man at all times when men can be like part of the fear. Right. So the the scary part of living, you know, and just like Mm -hmm, living your daily life. Mm -hmm. So being able to protect yourself is a huge thing as, you know, as Mm -hmm. a, a, a female and, um, you know, being able to be independent and afford the things afford living Mm -hmm. cost of living and, just life in general, you know, just imagine we're talking the Southern perspective, right? So rural uh, South where uh, you have a long driveway. uh, And so you give uh, the, your date, your address, they drive up to your house, they come up to your door and ding dong, right. And Mm -hmm. say, Hey, I'm here. Or they text you H-E-R-E here, you know, in the car, and then you come out. What if you live in like a big city? Yeah. And and parking is like, Mm -hmm. nada, you know, there's like no parking. Wouldn't you just rather a quick text so you can just head, head down the stairs. And, you know, it's like, it's one, it's just a, one of those things. (laughs) Yeah. Jump in the car while it's still moving. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Like in reality, like if I'm leaving and I have to walk through a parking garage at night, do I want to be able to do that by myself? Do I feel like I can? Yes. But at night, you know, it is kind of nice to not be going alone, whether it's, you know what I mean? With my husband or, right. you know, a friend or something like that. Like, I'm not going to let a, a friend walk through a, a parking lot by herself. You know what I mean? At exactly. Night. You know, yeah. if we parked and if we brought separate cars, we'll walk together and then she'll drive me to my car or vice versa, or I'll watch her walk to her car. I did that the right. other night when we were hiking, you know what I mean? Right. I, I, I went hiking with a friend of mine and, and it had gotten dark when we parked. And so I drove her to her car cause she parked on the other side of the parking lot and it was pretty large. And then I watched her get in her car and mm-hmm. then watched her park it like pull out. And then we both left together and she was like, thank you for doing that. And I'm like, yeah, of Of course, of course. Yeah, exactly. I would say that that's, that's something that is still good. Like if you're on a date or something like that, like, I feel like that kind of thing is, is still very comforting. You know what I mean? The, the parts Mm -hmm. of chivalry that I think are 
you know, I think still important in a lot of ways are things like that. Like, no, I don't want to have to feel like I need to be protected, but you know, also it's nice to know, like, for example, when we would do trivia nights when I lived in Edinburgh and Mm -hmm. and I'd walk back alone because I lived in a different direction than the other group, you know, some of the other, other participants Mm -hmm. and it'd be late. And, uh, and if like, there was anyone walking behind me, I would like keep going and I would lift off the Royal mile and there'd be these like big Scottish dudes, like drinking and having a smoke mm-hmm. on the front of the bar. And I'm like, you know what? I know there's the bystander effect, but there is no way one of those Scottish, those big old Scottish men mm-hmm. are going to let someone screw with me in the middle of the Royal steal mile your purse. Yeah. Or steal my <laughs> right. purse. Yeah. Like, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so right. when I, well, they had, when I was there, the Glasgow airport had a terror, a attempted terrorist attack. Mm-hmm. And literally the next day in the Daily Mail or one of the rags, it was like Scottish man tackled attempted terrorist and kicked him in the balls. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that's kind of what we're, we're dealing with right here. in the airport. <laughs> like, nope, not in my city, not in my airport, not, not my city. <laughs> so it is yeah. nice to have that, you know, in the background, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Right. yeah. And, and right. DJ also talked about like, you know, in terms of like the, like the me too movement and consent and all that kind of stuff, what is okay for Mm -hmm. these, these dudes, like these guys, like, is, is this stuff still okay? Like, is this something that we need to have the discussions about? Like, are some of these things okay? Does it make a woman feel uncomfortable if you're going on a first date with her and you walk her to her car, you know, or like things like that, you know? And, and I think a lot of that is situational based, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And then um, the overall vibe. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. We correct. have intuition, women's intuition. Mm-hmm. We will get sexist for a minute. Women do have some kind of inner like intuition a lot of times. I think that's pretty yeah. can yeah. be fairly accurate if it's not too mm-hmm. anxiety fueled like mine is, but yeah, it's a whole other <laughs> topic. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel like right. that too. And overall vibe too is something we should talk about because I feel like we have less instances of chivalry too because of the vibe women and the confidence women are giving off nowadays yes Mm -hmm. so I have a really good example of this was I was thinking about it when we were talking about this episode and I'm going to pick on our friend Jonathan Kate's Kate's husband for a minute uh we love you Jonathan Jonathan would literally do anything for you so this is not shitting on Jonathan but so when we were going to Leah's Savannah bachelorette party we had to drive 10 hours from Gulfport Ocean Springs to Savannah and we mm-hmm. did it with four people then we had to fit Katie in a car yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> and we did it with like two lasagnas air mattresses all our stuff bottles of champagne mm-hmm. and I packed most of it the night before and then we still had stuff to fit in before we left so Jonathan yeah. and Kate met us at Leah's house at her mom's mm-hmm. house and I was like packing the rest of the stuff like we're talking like full on army commando. Like I was just, I was like, we are getting on the road by yeah 2, 8, 2 PM. Like this mm-hmm. is, this is happening. Yeah. And Jonathan's just standing there and I'm like, why isn't, and I'm in my mind, like in our dialogues, like, why isn't he helping? What's the deal? Like, like, shouldn't he like help me, you know? And, he, <laughs> and so we got loaded up and went and like years later we were talking about it and Jonathan's like, you were just so intense. I didn't want to screw anything up. <laughs> and it, was my, it was my whole vibe. Like he and was, this- he wanted to help, but he was, just, I was just like, 
real into it. (laughs) And the thing is, is like, Mandy, you are very much a packing expert. You are a packing guru (laughs) and you have a puzzle in the back of that car and you are, you are great at like luggage Yahtzee, not Yahtzee, luggage, luggage Tetris. Tetris. There we go. You know what I mean? And I was, yeah, like I was like, I was handing you stuff, you know, I was handing you stuff. You were putting it in the car and like, that's just the, the, thing like we've done that so many times in the past and it's usually ed there helping you and it's because ed's the one that's like he's usually the one that's like okay we're no we're putting it here you're putting it here putting it there putting it there you know when it comes to like car stuff at least Mm -hmm. and then you know we're the ones like handing it and then after that like you're you're next in line to the throne i mean let's be honest exactly (laughs) i I feel that power vacuum when ed's not there (laughs) when it in terms of packing yes of course you know and then and then i'm your i'm your lowly you know apprentice (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. That's a good point. So I just thought that's such a good example of yeah. like now we exude kind of confidence and things yeah, like that. Exactly. Like yeah. you kind of give off, like you kind of get what you give off sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I also think because so I've been confident in me and Ed's relationship for so long, I don't get like, I never, even when I would go party with friends, had a lot of guys hit on me. Yeah. It could have been because right. I was fat, but that's a whole other no. story, but <laughs> it just never Girl. happened that often. <laughs> no. Everybody, everybody gets some, everybody gets some. <laughs> doesn't matter what you look like, Mandy. And you were gorgeous on top of that. Okay. You are beautiful. So it's, it was, you very much gave the vibe of I'm taken. You went out with like a bunch of sorority people and their dates. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. You right. know, that's what you did. So, but I'll be I mean, honest, like whether I'm with Brady or not, whether, you know, I, I still carry a knife in my purse. Cause I am, I'm ready. I have like, oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> one true to Mississippi thing. I am. I'm really, I'm actually a really good shot. Oh yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. You're a really good shot. <laughs> so, so yeah, I think, I think you're right. The, ev- uh, the evolution of that confidence, you know, the idea that, um, mm-hmm. we are more independent, but, it, but, but the idea of like being the selective feminist, it's like, that's just kindness. If someone, you know, is, uh, just respecting you as a human and wants to do something nice for you, whether it's, you know, your husband or yeah. a stranger or, you know, your friend or partner, it's, mm-hmm. it's just human decency, which I think is where I think if we've, uh, answered anything, that's basically what chivalry is today. It's not mm-hmm. a man, woman, sexist, misogynist thing. Yeah, It's just present day human kindness and decency, you yeah. know? Yeah. Although I have had people, so pe- speaking in terms of like, is it okay to like open doors for women and all that kind of stuff? I feel like a lot of that is, you know, feel it out, do it and feel it out. You know what I mean? And that, or ask first kind of thing, you know, if you're unsure, like I had, I know we're speaking of course, from a very Southern perspective right here, but I know people, I knew some girls that came down from Missouri and they were talking about like, oh my gosh, I just think I get so offended when, when a guy opens a door for me, it's like, I can do it myself. Like, what are you talking about? And I, and I talked to them, I was like, it's not, it's, it's a form of, you know, respect. It's not saying you can't open a door. Clearly you have freaking arms. It's a form of respect. Like, yes, you can, of course, like, we're not saying you can't do it, 
it's at least now I think it in terms more, you know, of that, like it's a, it's a form of respect. This is what I think of you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Now. Yeah. I don't know about if an old boomer does it for you, but (laughs) no, I think that's, I think that's what it is. Like, I don't think Mm -hmm. that like an older man doesn't think I can open a door. You know, I think that's what he was taught to do. Just like when you say, yes, sir, no, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Like that kind of stuff. I think in terms of like, maybe um, like what women can and can't do, like maybe that's where some of that comes into play. Like, oh, I don't know if they like need to be out there doing that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like right. my job, a lot of, you know, people would, you know, not necessarily think that I need to be out there doing some of the things that I'm doing or like, you know what I mean? It's not, I don't have a very ladylike job, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> but that, you know, maybe that kind of stuff, but I don't know. That's not how I was raised, I guess. Right. Either. Like our parents, I feel like raised us to be a little more independent, whether they realized it or not. But I did have, I was out in the field the other day and I had, uh, two students that, uh, we want, we were carrying a lot of some like heavy gear and stuff like that. And they carried helped me carry some stuff out there. And then, um, they carried my backpack for me on the way back too. And I was like, Oh, that's so sweet. These two guys that came and volunteered to help me. And I was like, Oh, I don't think it's cause I'm a woman though. I think it's cause I'm old. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're getting to that point too. <laughs> They're like, Oh, I'm going to carry this for this, <laughs> this old lady. <laughs> Well, I'm really short and we have like these condensed shelves in the back that are really tall in the library. And there's some boxes. I'm like, someone else is going to have to get that. I'm not Mm -hmm. doing it. I'm not hurting myself. Or there's one box of certain maps that like some of my patrons always need to look at. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's not high, but it's in a drawer and my arm spans only so big y'all because you know, (laughs) your arm spans proportionate to your height. Mm -hmm. So getting this box, it's like a newspaper box, which is massive and getting yeah. these maps out of finagling them out this drawer where this in the aisle will only open so much with the collapsible shelving. So I'm like fiddling with it and I'm waddling like a duck, but this, and I'm almost like, you can go get it. <laughs> go yeah. to the back room and go get it. <laughs> yep. Oh, I don't, yeah. but you know, I'm just like, Jesus, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like a you lot. do it. You do it, but if somebody offered it. to do it for you, you'd be like, oh, yeah, yes, thank you. All right, y'all. So this has been a fun chat. I think we kind of dissected this topic pretty well and can kind of see some different sides and different perspectives looking at it from a past lens and looking at it from a modern lens as well. So don't forget to follow us on our Facebook group. Don't tell Momo and Magnolia Lounge and our other social media like Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, Pinterest, whatever you're into. And please like and subscribe. And we'll see y'all next time. Bye y'all. For more stories and all things Southern, please subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcast. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and other social media platforms at Don't Tell Momo. We would like to give a big thank you to David Sewell for the original music. Thank you to all of our Momos who have inspired us along the way. And thank you to Anchor for your incredibly user-friendly site. 